0: Hey everyone, Jen Garrett here. It's so great to be back with you on another episode of Move the Ball. This episode is part of my special Path to the Draft series, where I am having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. So today, inside the huddle with us and ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft is Rojesterman Ferris II. Roe is a defensive back who played football at the University of Hawaii and finished his college football career playing in the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. Over his four-year career, he started 44 of 53 games and was a two-time honorable mention All-Mountain West selection. He's had four career interceptions and was named Coach Bob Wagner Defensive Most Valuable Player in 2019. Roe, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me, Jen.
0: Well, I appreciate you being here with us today. So let's kick this conversation off by talking about your football position. You play cornerback. It's a position I'm very familiar with as my son played cornerback and many NFL cornerbacks that I know will say that this is one of the hardest, if not the hardest position to play in all of football. And I know there's others that may disagree with that, but tell us in your opinion, why is this such a hard position to play?
1: Oh, man, that's that's a great question. It's a great position to play. You know, you have a lot of fun. It's a difficult position to play because, you know, you're you're at a disadvantage because, you know, you already got the receiver that's running straight at you, you know, and I'm in my back pedal or, you know, you're you're in a different level than what a receiver is trying to do because, you know, you're you're going off the receiver. It's all about your awareness, your quickness, your finesse is as to playing offense.
0: Why are you an elite cornerback? Like, what is it about you that makes you special?
1: I'd say my mentality is what makes me special. My coach always instilled the one, one snap and clear. So, you know, throughout the game, something, something bad is always going to happen. You know, there's going to be a receiver that might catch a pass on you. A touchdown might happen. But it's about how you bounce back after a bad play happens. How are you going to play the next play? If you let that one play affect you, it's going to mess up your whole game. So if you can just eliminate that one play, forget about it, it's done for, and play the next play because the next snap is just as important as the plays that are to come, you know what I'm saying? Because not one one play doesn't decide the whole game.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's important in life, too, because one play – doesn't or one day doesn't define mm-hmm. where we're going so that that's a great lesson and thanks for sharing that let's talk a little bit about you played in the 2020 nflpa collegiate bowl and for those who are listening who aren't familiar with that it's a post-season college football all-star game basically it's a play at the rose bowl in pasadena so talk to us about what was it like playing in that bowl game
1: it was a great experience. Uh, I really loved it. I enjoyed my time. It was great to meet you know other athletes from other teams you know get to meet them, talk to them. you got to get interviewed with a bunch of scouts you know over I think all the NFL teams were there you get to sit down and meet with them, you get to do fun activities and you stay in a nice hotel you get to play in the rose Bowl it was, it was a beautiful experience I wouldn't change it for nothing
0: for those that aren't familiar the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl is not just a Sunday event. There's a whole bunch of different events going on over many days, meeting, like you said, with different NFL coaches and teams. There's also the NFLPA is is educating players on what it's like transitioning into the NFL. What lessons did you glean just from that whole experience?
1: That it may not always work out like how you want it to work out, but you still have to stay the course. Like as, as life is, you know, sometimes you're going to hit a bump in the road and you just, just to be able to keep your mind where you need it to be, to be able to still pursue that, that main goal that you're going for. I mean, I make the first team, I, I try out, but to be able to to keep going even after. And then even after that, they also taught us about stuff like after football. Like we had a uh, some a couple guys talk, guy came, played football for maybe a couple years. I'm not sure how long, but now he's an actor now. But What he was telling us was that you can use football as like a platform, you know, to to boost yourself like he used football. And that's how he got his name out, you know, to be able to even get an audition for um, the show he's doing now and stuff. So they, they taught us a bunch of stuff about life and all that.
0: Well, I think that's great because the average NFL career now is two years. It used to be 3.2. And so it's gone down. And so I think more and more people are being aware of the fact that football is not a career. It's a job. You may play two years, you may play 10, but there's a lot more of life beyond the game. And so I think that's great that they had people there kind of giving you some thoughts on positioning yourself for how to be successful beyond the game. So tell us more about your story. How did you get into football? What was your path?
1: My path to football, it honestly, when I was in fifth grade, I just remember one day I asked my dad, I was just like, hey, I want to play tackle football. And next thing you know, I sign up and I'm playing from there on out and just turned out, I guess I was kind of good at it, you know, to be able to advance each level and be able to be kind of dominant.
0: And what is it about the game that really excites you?
1: The thrill, you don't get, it's 11 guys, it's a team game, but I get a thrill from Even my teammates making plays, like, it's not just about me. You get all the individual sports, you know, you could play. But when you play a team sport and it's all about the team, you know, you're building a bond with your brothers on the team and really getting to know other people, like, especially from different areas. You'll meet somebody, like, from Cali that has basically the same story as you, and and when you guys gel and that becomes your brother and then you're playing out there on the field with them, everybody's just out there making plays, flying around, having fun. The game goes smooth. And that's what I love so much about it.
0: Now, coming out of high school, what program showed interest in you? Because Hawaii wasn't your initial path.
1: No, it wasn't. Schools that showed interest in me. So I had no offers going into my junior year. And then it wasn't until the spring I got my first offer from Liberty University. In Virginia and then I think around the same time a little bit later I get an offer from Duquesne and then throughout the season I got an offer from Wagner College and that's where I was committed to go before Hawaii called me on signing day and I, and I ended up signing over there.
0: And what was that feeling? How did that feel for you? You thought you were going down one path, gonna sign on national signing day with Wagner and then you find out that Hawaii has an interest. How is that feeling? <laughs>
1: It was surreal. My dream was to always just play on the highest stage against D1A, FBS. And I was only settling for Wagner College because, you know, it's the best I had. But for me, when I got that offer, it wasn't so much like, okay, I I, like, oh, man, like I'm going to go straight to Hawaii. I had options and I had to sit down and really think like, okay, okay, I can go to a school. I took a visit for, met the people on campus. The coach really likes me or I could take a chance on a team who just called me today, D1 program. You're going to get all the beautiful resources, play against the Beth athletes, you know. And when I came to my consensus, you know, I just, I knew it was an opportunity I couldn't pass up.
0: So moving all the way across the United States to Hawaii, I'm sure it was a big transition. You're far away from home, from your family. How was that like transitioning out to Hawaii?
1: It was kind of difficult at first in a six-hour time difference with my family. So, you know, talking to them is it's kind of tough to do, trying to be able to communicate with them with that whole six-hour time difference. They're already halfway through the day. I'm just waking up. But when you're, when you're there to focus in on schooling and what you what you're got recruited there to do, you know, play football, you know, you got to buckle down and handle your business because that's how my parents raised me. I knew I had to lock in and get what I had to get out of Hawaii.
0: And how did you stay mentally focused and remain locked in?
1: I just remember my why. I got two younger brothers. I wish I had an older brother growing up or somebody that went through this process like I had to do. I had to kind of do it alone. There, there, what keeps me going. I, I try to show them the right way, show them how to do it right, how to, how to keep their head on straight, even though it may not go our way all the time, you know. You don't have to be the best number one player in the nation or even top 10 or whatever, but just keeping your head on straight, knowing that if you continuously work, that it will pay off, that people will see... Your talent.
0: Very powerful. I think it's important for everyone to stay connected to their why because that's what really drives you to keep you focused and keep you going. So, share with us, what was your most memorable game at Hawaii?
1: Oh, man. That's a difficult question because, you know, I, I made a lot of very good plays, but I'd say the most memorable, it has to be my senior year, we played Army, and I had no picks going into the last game. It's our last regular season game of the year. We're up already, but army's driving on us so it's the fourth quarter and they're driving on us They get down close to the goal line they throw the ball to my side I pick it and I take it all the way back for 100 yards pick six and you know at the end everybody's celebrating it's senior night so and I'm a senior so you know I'm sitting there I forgot who I was talking to I was talking to somebody I think one of my friends he he comes up to me which was my ear he's like hey man you know you just broke a record and I was like huh He was like, yeah, that was the first hundred yard pick six in Hawaii history. That's something I can hold on to. And I got the game ball from that game too. So like, I I hope it gets done again, but you know, to to say I'm the first one to do it, it's crazy.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure it's an amazing uh, accomplishment and you should be definitely proud. That should be why it's a memorable game for you. So thank you for sharing that. So tell us, has there been a coach that said something to you throughout your football career that's really stuck with you as something meaningful and impactful?
1: Something that's stuck with me, it's been since my Pop Warner days when I played at uh, Coral Springs Chargers. Um, we had a coach, our coach Corey. He was he was like kind of our, I'd say more of our conditioning coach. Honestly, we had a conditioning coach, man, Pop Warner. He used to run us like crazy. But he used to always preach, and it's still in my head to this day. He says, you have to be willing to do the things that everybody else is unwilling to do. And that's the only way to really Get to that peak of greatness of excellence. If you're willing to do that, go that extra mile to do something that nobody wants to do. It'll pay dividends.
0: Oh, that's great advice. Because I think when you look at all the people that are successful and that are truly elite, either athletes or just leaders and successful business people, that's what they do. They do the things that most people are unwilling to -hmm. do, so that they can be successful. So I appreciate you sharing that. So let's do a couple fun questions to end the show share with us what's your favorite food
1: my favorite food sounds like always be a very difficult question for me because I like a lot of stuff but if I had to say one I'm a real big like seafood fan so I like shrimp I like shrimp a lot anything with shrimp in it yeah you got me
0: how about what's your favorite football movie
1: uh, remember the Titans
0: that is my favorite movie, too, football movie. You watch
1: it. could watch it over and over again. <laughs>
0: yes, definitely. Uh, what is your favorite professional sports team? And it doesn't have to be football.
1: I'm going to go with something other than football. My favorite professional sports team is the Boston Red Sox. I am a huge baseball fan. What people don't know, most people don't know about me, is that I played baseball before I even stepped on a football field. So, like, baseball is just, like, one of my first loves. I still love it.
0: Gotcha. What position did you play?
1: I played outfield.
0: Okay, great. I am a big baseball fan as well. I'm a Cubs fan, so uh, we will differ on our favorite baseball (laughs) team. But but both teams have had some great players over the years. Theo Epstein obviously had some time in Boston as well before Mm -hmm. coming to the Cubs. So he's definitely a guy that knows how to move the ball and do great things in baseball. And so lastly, if you could be any superhero, who would it be and why?
1: Any superhero, huh? Oh, man, there's so many superheroes out there and they all have such amazing powers. I like to be Thor. Why? You know? he's, a, he's a god, he controls lightning, he's got a, a huge hammer, <laughs> and you know, he can fly and do all that stuff. I wish I could control lightning, shoot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Control great. the weather, basically. There you go. So now tell people, how, how can we follow you? What social channels are you on? Let us know how we can connect.
1: Oh, if you want to connect with me, I am on Twitter. At Rodo, that's R-O-E-E-D-O-E-E underscore four. Instagram, it's, it's Rodo, I-T-S, and then R-O-E, and then D-O-E. Um, those are the two platforms I'm on, so you want to follow me, those are, the, those are the two you can best reach me at.
0: Okay, great. And we'll be sure to have those in the show notes as well so people can follow you on your path to the draft and beyond. Well, Ro, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was such a pleasure.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: And I wish you much success in the draft and in this new chapter. Thanks to everyone for listening to today's episode, and we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball, check out my website at www.jenniferagarrett.com.